0: 12 hour broker podcast west coast wiley here coming to you live no maisie today for some reason she didn't want to come just did not want to come don't know why maybe because she has to sit in here and listen to a podcast every day for 20 minutes and she's over it which okay i can i can get behind that i don't know if the trade off is good enough for the walk um just listening to you know when you hear those tunes they come on and you're just like oh i forgot about that song but you're like that's my jam so the song i was listening to white snake here i go again on my own that's like a complete classic i don't know why that one just gets me going um there's a lot, a lot of similarities to it with you know me growing up and didn't have the best of um growing up but uh it was pretty much me trying to figure stuff out most of the time and that's a lot now i bring it into mortgage business i have like a very lean and mean shop and it's kind of me trying to figure stuff out, and I have been that way for years. And So anyways, that's not what we're talking about today. I'm going to save you some time, some stress, hopefully make you more money with what we talk about today. Um, but I wanted to share that because, you know, some of those songs you just forget about, and you hear them, and you're like, ah, oh, man, and you just stop what you're doing and listen to the song. Um, so anyways, that's what I just did. Um, okay, so something I did a while back was... Um, I made a list of all the people and types of deals I just don't want to work with. And then I slowly started implementing on into my business. And now I've got it down to pretty much 95% of the time. I will not work with certain people. I have my avatar. My avatar is, you know, you, you have to be an A client. Okay? You got to have provable income. And you have to trust me. And you ideally would like to buy your first investment property. then learn how to buy another one and another one. So that's my Avatar client. And so I love working with those people. And I know you, you might have worked with, I don't know, let's call it ten different types of clients. I guarantee there's two or three that you just really enjoy working with that either are the most rewarding, less stress, pay well, um, easy, feel like you accomplish something, like there's probably two or three of those clients and you're just, and so that's why I, I figured out, oh geez, like these are the clients I want to work with. Well, go find more of them and just cut out all the other people. And so the other types of deals, you know, when you start as a new agent, you're just taking anything that's given to you. And a lot of the times it's just shit because you don't even know if it's shit yet, right from the beginning, right? And you're trying to align yourself with new referral partners or referral partners, realtors, and typically you gravitate towards newer ones. Because you just your confidence isn't there yet and you feel like you need to work with new ones because they don't know any different, they're gonna keep throwing you shit. And let's say you get someone that's kind of knows what they're doing a realtor and they do some business. It's very rare that they're just gonna start throwing you their business. They're gonna test you with some shit. So starting out, we've all been there done that. We've you you start dealing with all these types of deals, and you're like, oh my god, is this like the rest of my world? The rest of my life, my career? It's like I tell you it's not. Eventually, you'll gravitate towards one. And now, if you put some focused energy into it, you could dwindle that list down to a very defined avatar client. Okay, which I highly suggest you do. Um, and so, when I did this, this was uh, this changed my business. Um, you know, I've had four or five major shifts in my business that I can put my finger on. Maybe I'll do a podcast on that of things that have changed my business over you know the past decade. And this was one of them where I just said, I'm not doing that anymore. And so I'm going to walk through my no list. I actually have this listed out. Okay. But first, Americano break. Okay. Probably have a couple more of those. Just warning you. Um, okay. So my no list, and a lot of you are probably going to be the same. You're going to be like, yeah, but I put mine into action. Okay. I don't just go, oh, I don't, oh, and then I'm, well, I'm slow. I guess I'll t- work on that type of file. No way. Right? If I'm, so let's just start going through it. So, number one, and these are in no specific order. So, credit challenge. If you don't have good credit, I'm not your guy. I don't want to coach you up on your credit. Right? That's like a one, two year process. Uh, it's just, I'm not saying you can't do that. It's just, I've chosen not to. If you don't have good credit, sorry, can't help you. Go fix it and come back when it's fixed type thing. Right? That's, I've spent too much time trying to coach people along on their credit and, you know, history repeats itself. And so it's 12 months, 14, 16 months later, there's still missed credit card payments. And there's always a story. Now we're on the phone. We're talking forever. It's like, meh, one-offs. You forgot to do this or that. The rest of it makes sense. Sure, right? There's always exceptions to the rule. But if your credit isn't there, I can't do it. If you got a five to begin your credit score, unless I think I could throw that to Scotia Bank, you know, I've got five sixty-five 75A done on exception. They do internal scoring. They deem you as, I think, a C-cline. It's 25 uranium max with a maximum 40 TDS, somewhere in that range. Uh, sure, I'll do that. But if it doesn't get done there, I'm not your guy. So what do you do with those, Ryan? You might say, well, if, if you're a B deal, an Alt-A, a private, whatever you want to call it, I have people I'll introduce you to. So I don't just go, hey, peace out. I go, I've got a guy. I've got a guy that this is his space. It's not mine. Not my wheelhouse. I'm not an expert. You need a true expert. So I make the introduction, and I take 25 to 50 basis points. Okay? So I farm out a lot of this stuff. I just push over to someone who I trust, trust their process, their communication's tight. They are a true expert, and I just get out of the way. And I make the introduction. He handles the... to see if he wants to work with them or whatnot. Okay? Uh, Next one. uh, Non-provable income clients. Yeah. You need provable income. I don't deal much in the stated income world, um, right? Most of my clients, Scotiabank, TD Bank, and a monoline, one monoline, two monolines. Um, so if you can't fit into the, those boxes, I am i don't work with you. Um, now obviously, if you have non provable income, like if you've got net worth program, I can deal with you. But typical, hey, I earn 120 sole proprietor and 120 bunch of write-offs and I show 25. No, I'm not your guy. Okay, Uh, new to Canada, absolutely not. Well, I won't touch that with a 10-foot pole. Um, And hey, I'm not sitting here going, like telling you guys to do this. I'm telling you, I've done all this. I've wasted enormous amounts of time, made very little money, stressed myself out, and more importantly, missed out on other opportunities of my avatar that I wanna work with, right? And so I've been there, done that type thing, okay? So new to Canada, don't do reverse mortgages, don't do. I know the basis. I know the stroke. I'm not your guy. Like, I'm not the expert there. You ask me five questions. I, like, I don't know the answers. I don't know. I don't know the objections you're going to come to me with. I don't want to go learn them either. And you could be like, "Oh, well, Ryan, the information's everywhere. Yeah, but I don't want to learn it. Like, I'd rather focus on my avatar where I know all the answers and I know all the language. I know all the objections. I know all the, the sales. I know the copy. I know how to close them. I don't know how to do that here. I could figure it out. Sure. But it's not worth my time. Right? I just stay looking for... I only need so many deals of my avatar. I'm not trying to be everything to everyone. So, uh, rent to own. Nope, won't do it. Construction loans. Nope. Certain skill set you need for that. Certain products. Like, nope. Farm that out. Commercial deals. Farm that out. I've done commercial deals in the past. Made money. I've done a bunch of these. And then I compare notes with an expert later. And I'm like, wow. I kind of screwed my client over because I didn't give the right advice. I got the deal done, but they paid an extra one, one and a half points. And it was kind of a bumpy road. And you, you're telling me this, I didn't know all that right now. I don't, I can't know it all. I just, and I don't want it. I just, I really don't. Cause it always changes. You're never going to know it all. So I choose two, three things. I know really well. And I double down, triple down, go all in on those things. Okay. Private deals. Nope. Farm out, take cut property investors. So yeah, I like showing people buy their first investment property. But if you come to me and you've got five properties already, I'm not your guy. Now I know we're going probably not with an A lender. And now I know you've got a ton of paperwork. Do you have all your paperwork together? Typically, investors don't get to that point on their own. They've already had help from someone else. So where is that person now? Why are we talking? Like who helped get you there? And why are they no longer involved? Like it's just hairier situations. And um, there's a lot of paperwork. It's just not my, not my thing. Uh, new construction condos closing 18 plus months. Uh, so if I talk to you and you bought something and it closes that far out, like I can't help you. I'll say, Hey, go to the internal, you know, usually RBC BMO, someone who's ever financing the build has a relationship set up, go with them, get a letter, pre-approval letter and come back to me. I'll put it in my calendar and come back to me when you're you know, occupancy or four months foreclose. Okay. Um, Americano break. I've got maybe, I don't know, seven more. Okay. Um, Clients who don't have their documents. I'm not the no doc, no talk guy because I will talk to everybody before I get documents to see if I want to work with you and if we're wasting each other's time. But if I agree there's something there and you agree you want to work, Then the next step is documents, okay? And then there's no talking until we have all that. There's no pre-approval until we have all that. So it's not no doc, no talk. It's no doc, no pre-approval, okay? Um, Co-signers, if you've got co-signers involved, man, I've done them, oh, so much work. So you've got, typically it's a couple and they can't afford, so mom or dad or both is going to pop on. So now you have a discovery call with the couple and then now you realize a co-signer's needs. So now you're trying to get a schedule lined up for the co-signer and sometimes they all want to be on it. Sometimes it's separate calls. And now you're talking to uh, typically an older person who hasn't needed a mortgage in a while and doesn't understand all the paperwork and all the new guidelines. So you're educating them. And then a lot of times they have a relationship at a bank already. They've been dealing with it for 30 years or they know somebody. So now you trying to convince them to work with you with their kid, and then now they're going on title. Now, can they get you the documents? Are they tech savvy? Are they not? Um, it's just another. Now there's four sets of documents, three sets of documents. You've got all these different. Jeez, uh, oh my god! Now you've got all these relationships you're managing, um, personalities. There's like who's the really the decision maker. It just adds some complexity. And so I will farm that one out. Okay, I'll farm out someone on my team and I'll say, hey, here you go. He, when there's co-signers involved, this is where he jumps in. I will step away from those deals. Okay, um, first time homebuyers with long closing dates. So on our discovery call, we ask, what's your timeline? Well, if your timeline is, you know, first quarter of 2023, which that's about a year from now, I'm like, hey, this is way too early to get going. Um, I'll answer a couple of general questions you might have, but. Let's book a new call in, you know, four months before you start. You're starting to want to look, okay? If it's, hey, we want to buy this year, absolutely, we'll jump in and help you. But so we make a judgment call there, depending how serious they are, because we know a lot of times clients, when you get down that road of pre-approving them, and they say in their head, hey, we want to start looking in, you know, seven months. Well, you get their numbers sitting in front of them, give them the confidence, get them all pre-approved, ready to go. Typically, they'll start looking a lot sooner. Okay, but if you tell me it's pretty far out, then we just um, we rebook that call. Okay, Um, clients who won't commit to my services or think they know it all. So on that discovery call, if there's tons of pushback and I know you're not going to make a commitment at some point or you're coming on there just to try and there's like an attitude, some attitude going on in that phone call, like you're trying to just get me. You already have your opinions made up and you want me to agree with them. And if I don't, you can be pushed back. Then I'm not your guy. And I'll go, hey, it sounds like you're in great hands. Like, it sounds like you're in great hands. I don't think there's much value I can add here. Um, so I wish you the best of luck, man. Um, maybe our paths will cross again, okay? And I peace out. Um, clients who want to meet. I think pre-COVID, we never met client. I think everyone's seeing now. That's a not a good model. I know people are going to go back to it at someday and there's going to be certain people that appreciate it, but I think you realize working from home, running lean and mean operation, you can run a very nice business without having to leave. And sometimes you just might need to get out and I get it, but we don't meet clients. Never have, never going to. Um, clients are referral partners, do a mutual respect. Yep, that should go without saying. Americano break. I'm trying to drink it before it gets too cold. Okay, so... It's not like I'm trying to be rude, but it also is my coffee in the morning. So, um, okay. So, uh, clients who think, yeah, mutual respect. So if you have a realtor talking down to you, well, that's like, Hey, we're done. <laughs> it's not going to happen that way. Same as clients. And, you know, we all have them. And I usually, I don't just say this, like, I don't like you, you suck. It's, I don't think I can add value here or, you know what? I'm at capacity right now we give such a, a great level of service, but I like to be able to give that to everybody. And at this time, I won't be able to give that to you. Um, so I'm going to have to bow out. Okay. So I wish you best of luck and I'll just get out. Like I always get out nice. I'm, I don't want to fight anyone. I don't want bad juju out there. Any negative vibes. Uh, karma's a bitch. I just want to do good things for people. Okay. Cause there's certain people that are vindictive. It is. We all know them. I know them. <laughs> and, that's out uh, of my jam, right? That's their own demons they have to fight. So I just get out. Um. Okay, will not. Okay, I won't chat if both decision makers aren't present. So, hey, Sally, was Tom joining us today? No, he's not. He got pulled into work. You know what? I think it's in our best interest so we a call so we're all on that same call because what ends up happening is, I don't say this to them, but a lot of times they each have their own opinions of what they want to do. And so they go down a rabbit hole on their own way with mortgage people or the banks. Then they come back and compare notes. And so if I don't have both decision makers there, and my discovery call is so important to our business, if I don't have them both there, I'm relying on Sally, in that instance I gave you, to go and explain the broken telephone game to John, why they should work together, what we do, and she's not going to do it, right? So now she's my sales force, I'm putting her out there to represent me and it's just not going to work. And then inevitably I'm going to have another call anyways, if that even gets to that point. Or he's like, yeah, I don't like what you're saying. Variable, right? No way. Now doing it. Well, no, but the reason, yeah, I don't, right? So both decision makers need to be present. Okay. Um, Answering calls during non-business hours. Don't do it. Just personally, we decide to. We reclaimed our time. Uh, If you do call, um, leave a voicemail. I'll send a text, go, hey, I'm hanging with my family right now. If it's very important, please let me know in this text. Otherwise, I can reach out in the morning. Okay, so I'm not scrambling at dinner time at eight o'clock at night unless you're in the throes of an offer. There's something going on. I kind of knew the call was coming and I let you know, hey, I'll be around. But I always just shut it down. If someone says, hey, can we, will you be around? Sorry, I'm going to be hanging with my family this evening. Like, what can someone say? to that, right? I need you around all the time. When I'm around, I'm very efficient and effective. So, when I'm around, like, take advantage of it. But when I'm not, respect my boundaries, right? It's nothing that can't wait. Okay? Always exceptions to the rule, though. Okay? And then last one, saying no to time suckers. Um, so, you know, you get on phone calls with people, they're time suckers, and you really don't want to take the call, but you're taking it for whatever reason. I always start that call off with, Hey, just want to let you know, before we get into it, you know, I've got a hard stop at what, and I usually go 10 minutes and I'll go eight Oh five. Like I have something I really need. So it's the hard stop, just letting you know. So let's kind of get into it. And then boom, I know I'm in there for 10 minutes because otherwise it turns into 27 minutes. Okay. So those are the things I do. That's my no list. I'll keep adding onto them, um, in my head, uh, yeah, in my head. So you know, you all, we have people in our world every week. You have people coming at you from these different angles. I highly encourage you to make a no list, and it could be as simple as having three, four, or five things on there. But you hang it up in your office, so when you're on the call and you're looking around and you're seeing it says on there like "no credit challenged," or and you got someone trying to tell you a credit story why their credit sucks, you cut them off. You jump in and you go, "Hey, I'm so sorry." It sounds like there's some, you know, you got some bruised credit. The numbers aren't, I can't help you. That's not my sweet spot, right? I've chosen to go this direction. There's, I know people though, that are phenomenal at that. And I can make an introduction if you like, right? You jump in because you already know there's a story coming. You're not going to be able to help them. You're rolling your eyes. You're walking around your office. You're, if you're like me, you're like punching your leg. You're like, oh my God, make this end. Um, So make your no list and then stick to it. So I did it. Works phenomenal, um, and it's allowed us to get in and out, and only fill our pipeline with stuff. So keep. This is the big. This should be a, the big takeaway for you right here. If your pipeline is full of your avatars, you know the objections that are coming. You know how to get out in front of them. You know how to knock it out of the park. Where which lenders you're going to, which products and why. It's like, like you will get so good at going deeper with those types of clients into really those pain points, the nuances of, of the, you know how to underwrite the file, to how to handle their objection. To, if your pipeline is full of eight different types of deals, you're never going to be an expert at handling everything. Because it's one thing to know where it should go with a lender, but it's another thing to um, properly communicate it to a client set their expectations right, handle their objections. Like, there's all these other soft skills that come into play. But if you only were dealing with, in my instance, John and Sally Smiths looking to buy their first investment property, AAA credit, credit approval income, like, we, we we take away the credit conversation. We take away the, hey, you might not have an income conversation. Now we get down to, let's lay the numbers out in front of you in a very easy to read way. i walk you through line by line all the moving parts. We're going to show you how to you know potentially retire five years early we're going, like now my language our communication it gets so dialed in because it's all i'm dealing with you throw a wrench in there with someone that it's a b deal because the story here and i'm just like oh my god like the, now there's like smoke coming out of the computer and i'm like sure i could figure this out but why would i want to when i've got other john and sally smiths in my pipeline where i know all the answers and i'm still helping them do something crazy Like, I'm getting fulfillment there because I'm showing them how to use debt equity in their home to change their lives. Or I can fumble along and help all these other people. And am I truly even helping them the best? Or is there, like, a B-expert out there that is a rock star that would be better suited? Right? I'm the rock star showing you how to buy your first investment property. But I'm not the rock star over there. I could figure it out. Much like you could figure out how to help them buy the first investment property but I'm the rock star at that. Okay. So that's your takeaway, right? Do you want your pipeline? What do you want that pipeline looking like? Um, So there you go. That's how you become a true expert. Okay. Um, Okay. There you go, kids. That's it. That was a long one, but I think that it was worthy. Um, Five texts a day. All right, go crush it. Peace out. Figure out how to turn off this podcast. (laughs) So what happens when you drive sometimes. Okay, here we go. Peace out. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.